Hey everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, CWOWI.org. Sign up for my weekly thoughts, on, uh, which is a weekly email that comes out, and also my monthly newsletters. That's where we put information, uh, anything prophetic, any information about conferences, Zoom, online meetings, and so on. We are a House Church Network. If you visit our website, you can find uh, t- a 10 question answer videos about House Church. You can find uh, teaching material. You can find so much more. Uh, and also KWOWIE, our, our efforts to take care of Kids Without Walls International, uh, helping sponsor children in need in a couple nations in Africa. So uh, also remember that I, at this point, at this recording, I've done one, my initial interview at Deep uh, Believer, YouTube channel Deep Believer. I talked about my visit to heaven. It's about 90 minutes long. And then another 20 minutes or so about house church. So find the Deep Believer channel on YouTube as well. Uh, so anyway, let's get going. Today, talking about the armor of God, putting on the armor of God. And and we've each seen, maybe even participated in, uh, people who do go through an exercise of like um, putting on uh, invisible clothing. Like, I'm going to put on the helmet of salvation today, Lord, and I'm going to put on the breastplate of righteousness, and I'm going to make sure I've got my belt, you know, I've got the sword of the Spirit in, in there. And so ministries have turned this into like an exercise that we do to prepare for the day. And I, I get that. But let's set the context. Let's talk about what Paul's really talking about. And to do that, let's start at a basic understanding, <clears throat> New Testament reality, that Christ is in you. For, uh, Colossians 1, 26 and 27 talks about the mystery that was kept secret from ages and generations, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. 1 Corinthians two sixteen that we have the mind of Christ. Uh, the, you know, in First John four, that we can do uh, that. Greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. And Paul in Philippians four thirteen that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So there's the foundation that you've got Christ. And let me ask you a question: Do you need anything more? Is there anything greater than having Christ in you? Your spirit man was born again into the family. Legally, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4, 5, 6, 7 tell us that the Father legally adopted us through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And then once that legality was taken care of, then by his spirit, our spirit man was recreated by the Holy Spirit so that we can function in the things of God. So we've been adopted into and born into the, the family. We are the royal family of God as a result of Christ in us. And and Christ is different than Jesus. Jesus is the man. Jesus is the man who was crucified, died, buried, resurrected, ascended into heaven. Christ refers to his deity. So that's why we, we cast out demons in the name of Jesus, because it was the man, Jesus, who won the victory. But we have the mind of Christ. We have Christ in us. We don't have Jesus in us. We have Christ. We have the deity, the, the power of God in us. <clears throat> so as a result of that, When we're talking about the armor of God or any other religious thinking and exercise, can anything improve upon the fact that Christ lives in you, the hope of glory? Can anything improve upon the fact that your spirit man has already been born again and is able to walk around in the things of God? And I use that figuratively, you know, to to move around in the things of God and to, to walk in his ways. It, can anything improve upon that? Can you give money to improve upon Christ in you? Can you improve upon Jesus's work on the cross? In other words, can you improve upon his resurrection? Is there anything you and I can do? Can we give money? Can we fast enough? Can we pray enough? The answer is no. Nothing can be done that improves upon Christ in us. He is was God's only son, and he was sent to do a complete work. There is nothing else beyond that. 
So then anything that is instructed uh, for us to adopt and to live by is, is on top of that fact that Christ is in us. So when Paul says in Ephesians 6, he's talking about being a good parent, not provoking your children, being a good boss, being a good employer. And he says, and he talks about the, the enemy, the, the, we, don't, uh, we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of spiritual wickedness. And he says, therefore, put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand against the wiles or the strategies of the devil. So that sets the context. He's talking about the enemy working against you. And Paul, after this, he talks about how he is in prison and he wants prayer for boldness would be given him to share the gospel. So let's look at the word or the phrase put on where he says, put on the armor of God. Number one, this is this has to do with, with standing against whatever Satan is bringing against you. In context, it's persecution. It's somebody is standing against you. Paul's in prison. He's writing and say, and talking about that. And so put on, interesting, is the word in Greek. It's E-N, uh, what, what we would, what we would look at it as endow, E-N-D-O-U, uh, would be how it would be spelled in the Greek, the root word. And put on means to literally, the N, endow means to sink into. And the, the, the duno, D-U-N-O, the, the root there is clothing. So it's literally to sink into clothing. It's not, it's not so much putting on like going through uh, although it, it can mean putting on things, it means to absorb it, to to let it become a part of you. It means to put on, and it's where we get the word endow. That that uh, there are endowments for the arts, there are endowments uh, for different purposes. That is, there's a fund set up to to fund certain things. There's money set aside to fund certain things, and that's the idea. Is that there's something set aside for you to walk in. You are endowed with the armor of God. So and Paul uses the same terminology. I'm going to read off a couple of scriptures. In Colossians 3, uh, 13, 12 through 14, he says to put on love, to put on mercy, to put on kindness towards one another. Same phrase, put on. Uh, in Colossians 3.10, in Ephesians 4, uh, 24, he talks about putting on the new man, being endowed uh, with the new man, uh, absorbing the new man, letting that become part of you. Um, Galatians 3.27 says, as many as have been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. In Ephesians chapter 4, he talks about putting on the new man. So that phrase putting on talks about a, a conscious, number one, a conscious effort on our part to to be aware of who we are in Christ and to live for him and, and with him. You know, where he uses that same terminology to put on love and mercy and kindness in Colossians 3, 12 through 14, Colossians 3, 10, Ephesians 4, 24, Galatians 3, 27. He uses it in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 53 and 54, where he talks about how this body will put on immortality. We will be endowed with uh, immortality. Um, in Romans 13, 14, he talks about putting on the Lord Jesus. So he's talking about an act that we do emotionally and mentally. He's not trying to improve upon something that God, that God has already provided for us. It's not that if you don't get up in the morning and put on the helmet of salvation and the armor and, and double check your armor and everything, it's not like you're going to be lacking for the day. He's talking, you know, because a lot of Christians get up and they think, oh no, I'm, I'm powerless for the day. I better put on my armor of God, like Paul said. Well, he's not talking about that. He's talking about mentally being prepared for the day in context about persecution, about people coming against you. But it's not a physical act that can improve upon Christ in you, the hope of glory, and the fact that you already have the right to use the name of Jesus. Uh, 
So in Ephesians 6, 7, where he's talking about it, oh, uh, he also mentions it in 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, where he talks about putting on the breastplate of faith and love and and the helmet of salvation in 1 Thessalonians 5, 8. Um, uh, but anyway, um, in 2 Corinthians 6, 7, he talks about the word of truth by the power of God, the armor of righteousness. In all these things, in Romans 13, 12, the same thing, put on the armor of light. What he's talking about is emotionally and mentally preparing because we, we live in a, in a fallen world. Uh, there is persecution. When Paul is writing, people are, are going to their deaths for being a Christian. But let me go back a little bit more and talk about the armor of God. What is Paul talking about when he's talking about the armor of God? Um, and, and if I were to say to you, uh, put on my coat, put on the, the coat of John, uh, you know that the coat belongs to me. And so when he says the armor of God, he's talking about God's armor. It could be translated that way, put on God's armor. Well, what is that a reference to? Well, most people who read Paul's writings, he would have understood because of his Jewish background and how he went first into the synagogues. And so a lot of them were either, either Jewish by birth or had were Greek or Roman who had converted to Judaism before they were born again. Would have understood how in, John, in Isaiah 59, verses 15 through 17, it's prophesying about Messiah, and it talks about the Lord, and it talks about the conditions on the earth. And he, he says that the, the people who do good make themselves a prey to the evil. And it says the Lord was upset that no one was around. There was no intercessor. So his arm brought righteousness. And I'm quoting, and he says this in Isaiah 59, verse 15. He says, yes, truth fails. He who has departed from evil makes himself a prey and the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment, no justice. And so it says he saw there was no man, and he wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his arm brought salvation. His arm brought righteousness. That's what sustained him. He put on breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation on his head. And for his clothing, he put on vengeance, and he was clad with zeal as with a cloak. You see, when Paul is talking about putting on the armor of God, he's talking about possessing that that God possesses that that Jesus wore that in battle, so to speak, that that Jesus in his life and in his ministry had on him the armor of God. He wore it in battle. It's it's a reminder of uh, of First Samuel seventeen, and I believe it's verses thirty nine and forty, where he's about to face Goliath. David is about to face Goliath. First Samuel seventeen thirty eight through forty, and he's facing Goliath, and Saul gives him his armor. And David says, I can't wear this. I've not proven this armor. So he, David goes and gets what he knows, which is the sling and stones. And he faces Goliath with that because that has been proven in battle. He had just gotten through telling him, he says, hey, I use these against the lion and the bear. And the Lord you know, saw fit to, to make me uh, victorious over that. So the Goliath is going to be the same way. And Saul insisted on his armor. And David said, I haven't proved these in battle yet. I can't wear these. I'll, I'll, I'll wear what I've proven in battle. My my." conclusion here today is that the armor of God has been worn in battle already, the Lord Jesus in his life and in his ministry. And so when Paul's talking about standing against the wiles of the devil and he's in prison, he's talking about 
you know, writing his prison epistles and talking about people coming against him. He's talking about the context of persecution. He's talking about how to be a good parent, about how to be a good employer and a good employee and how to not provoke your children to wrath and how to be a good child. And then he goes into the armor of God, taking on the armor of God so you can stand against the wiles of the devil. And having done all to stand, stand. He's talking about a mental and emotional awareness. That's why he uses that terminology in different places in the New Testament. But most of all, he says, put on love, put on mercy, put on goodness and kindness towards one another. And so these are the things of righteousness. They are not to, they cannot improve on Christ in you. They are instructions to us to become aware of not only that we're in a fallen world and people come and come against us and the demons are against us and everything else, but just to be aware, to take your faith seriously. You, you, you don't, Christianity was never meant to, to say, Jesus, come into my heart and let me add you to my already busy schedule and I'll schedule you like I scheduled the dentist appointment. It was never intended that Jesus come into my life and become part of my life. It's always that as I believe in you, Lord Jesus, you have the totality of my life and my heart. And he in exchange gives us the totality of what he did on the cross. And that is Christ in us. Nothing can improve upon that. This is merely an awareness of what we have, the armor of light, that we do have Christ in us, that we do have the breastplate of righteousness, that we do have the helmet of salvation uh, to, to guard our minds. And, and you guard your mind against thoughts that I've lost my salvation or I've done something wrong and offended God. The breastplate of righteousness to walk in that. He's talking about all these things that salvation has already brought to walk in those things. All right, I hope this has been a blessing to you. Food for thought perhaps, and just have that mental and emotional awareness. You can go through and look up the phrase put on, and you can look up the armor of God. You can look at the different phrases that he used, but it all has to do with people making a conscious decision to walk with Christ, a conscious decision to, of seriousness in their walk with God and their awareness of the um, fallen world in which we live and that there is a devil out there. And uh, there's, it's, it's, a, it's a plea, it's an instruction for seriousness in our faith. All right, I hope that's been a blessing to you. God bless. Visit our website, cwowi.org. Right, bye-bye.